Welcome to Daily Shots, your daily dose of the Word of God, from the Verbum Dei Catholic Missionary Family. If you Good day, brothers and sisters in Christ. I am Florida Kudao from Cagayan de Oro City, Philippines. We will pray today from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Then everyone went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early the next morning, he went back to the temple. All the people gathered around him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman who had been caught committing adultery, and they made her stand before them all. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In our law, Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? They said this to trap Jesus so that they could accuse him. But he bent over and wrote on the ground with his finger. As they stood there asking him questions, he straightened himself up and said to them, Whichever of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they all left one by one, the older ones first. Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there. He straightened himself up and said to her, Where are they? Is there no one left to condemn you? No one, sir, she answered. Well then, Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go, but do not sin again. Our Gospel today illustrates another incident of Jesus in action in the mission. While he was teaching in the temple, the teachers of the law and and the Pharisees tried to put him again on a test. As we have known, they were trying to trap him into doing some violations so they could accuse him against the law. Apparently, Jesus was caught off guard as they brought before him a grievous case of a woman caught in adultery, and in those times, such serious act deserved stoning to death in public as punishment. They made Jesus an instant judge in front of many people. Some, maybe even, were his students. What an offensive surprise they did to him. I could imagine the tension building up among the crowd while waiting for Jesus' response. Then I see the calmness of Jesus in the middle of this tense situation. Instead of reacting or voicing out his pronouncement immediately, he bent over and wrote something on the ground. Although it was not specified what he wrote, I pondered on his action because in this gospel account of John, Jesus did it twice. After he told the crowd, whichever of you who has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her, he bent over again and wrote on the ground while waiting for the response of the people around. As I pondered, I realized that Jesus needed 
that brief moment to connect with the Father for what He was supposed to say and do in this anxious situation, being caught off guard by people with bad intentions. Consequently, that brief moment brought, brought about an amazing story of the mercy of God that laid a significant mark until today. We can draw some strong points rooted from the Father, which Jesus clearly revealed in this Gospel. First, that God's mercy is encompassing to repentant sinners even with serious offense. Second, death penalty is not for us to impose as punishment. God is the giver of life, thus only He has the right to take it. Third, our communication with the Father can bring amazing grace and guidance, especially in times of great need. Fourth, it is not for us to judge our fellow men because all have sinned with a need of a Savior. And fifth, God's call for humility since we all need His mercy and forgiveness. When Jesus said to the woman, I do not condemn you either, go but do not sin again. His word is full of compassion. His mercy is freedom. His acceptance of our sorry is complete. Even His warning is not restrictive but full of concern. In my moment of reflection, I remember some of the sins I have committed that hurt other people, especially my family. Of course, I have suffered the consequences of those sins, like strained relationships. But when I called upon the Lord for mercy, He had given me consolation of His total forgiveness and even brought reconciliation to broken relationships. Through prayer, He constantly reminds me not to commit the same mistakes again because the experience of the consequences is bad enough to truly learn from them. Also, I realize that being forgiven through the sacrament of reconciliation taught me humility not to judge others of their weaknesses. Instead, I grow in compassion for the struggles of others. It also served as motivation for me to bring them to Jesus for the same experience of acceptance and mercy. Indeed, God's mercy intensifies our desire for repentance. Thus, we can move on to life with renewed gratitude and joy. I would like to quote a few lines from the homily of Pope Francis during the Mass in celebration of the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. He said, the church is called not to judge but to welcome, not to make demands but to sow seeds, not to condemn but to bring Christ who is our salvation. God loves you so much that He gave you His entire life. He is not a God who looks down upon us from on high, indifferent, but a loving Father who becomes part of our history. He is not a God who takes pleasure in the death of sinners but a father concerned that no one be lost. He is not a God who condemns, but a father who saves us with the comforting embrace of his love. What Jesus did in our gospel today is the exact demonstration of what Pope Francis just described. As we go on with our day, 
Let us continue to reflect on the loving forgiveness that we have received from God. And where, in our respective reality, is He inviting us to demonstrate our own forgiveness for others? Is it to our family, to our workplace, or in the community? Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.